This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. I think this recorder may have got Dane's prayer, so I'm just going to play that back, and that's it. <laughs> did I put the, no? How did you know? <laughs> How did you know? That's what I'm saying. Uh. One thing you said in the prayer was, you know, if we're on the wrong path, or... Uh, waning in our walk that God would put something in front of us right to have us change direction and uh, you know I think tonight Josh was going to do that for us a uh, this is a pretty simple lesson it's you know nothing earth shattering but it is like it is earth shattering but it's something it's a simple message and um, as Brother Clint saying it, it probably won't be very long. <laughs> this, you know, and and Brother Dwayne hit on it at the beginning. It seems like things encroach upon us, you know, in our life. We all have busy lives, right? And things pop up. And there's always this list of urgent things, you know, and it's easy to get caught up in the urgency and lose sight on what's important. And I think that along with, um, you know, I think that had a large part of of me deciding to kind of look at this topic. Um, Just urgency, priority focus, the decisions we make that lead to, to getting off track that lead to us getting swamped in life. At the end of Deuteronomy, uh, we see here that Moses is, is passing the torch to Joshua. You know, Moses did so much in the Old Testament. You know, we see him leading the, the people out of Egypt and going through the wilderness and oh, just a, a lot. A lot there. The faith he had. But at one point there he messed up. You know, he hit a rock instead of speaking to it. And he couldn't go into the promised land. And so we see here at the end of Deuteronomy, um, God showed Moses uh, a view of the promised land. Um, up on the uh, screen there, and the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but, but you can't go there. And so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there uh, in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab. But no man knoweth of his sepulchre unto this day. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye wasn't dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses for 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And 
And here we see kind of passing the torch off to Joshua, who was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, as did the Lord commanded, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. And we see afterwards that that Joshua, you know, he went on for another 24 years. He lived to be 110. And um, at the end of his life, he called a little meeting. <clears throat> Joshua 24.1 And Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and their officers and they presented themselves before God. And if we read on there, we see that Joshua... Uh, he kind of reiterates, kind of like Moses did at the end of Deuteronomy, um, the journey that, that the Israelites have been on. You know, how God and His amazing power delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh, led them through, kept them safe uh, from their enemies. And then further down in the same chapter, verse 13, uh, he even, he says... God says, I've given you a land for which you didn't labor and cities which you built not, but you live in them of the vineyards and the olive yards which ye planted not, but ye eat from them. You know, I've taken care of you, God. As Josh was making it abundantly clear to the people. And no doubt after uh, this recent kind of history reminder, uh, the people could see very clearly how God was so good to their ancestors and to them. Continued to be amazing to them. And Joshua knew, we see here, that his time was, uh, it was coming to an end. And um, he knew the importance of a decision that must be made by the people. Decisions. You know, if you believe the internet, which don't, but I'm just using this because it was the first number that popped up. 35,000. The average adult makes that many decisions in a day. One day. Like I knew I was tired at bedtime, but now I know why. 35,000 decisions. Some of us maybe less. Some of us probably more than 35,000. But generally that's the consensus. And obviously some aren't as important as others. You know. Um, 35,000 big decisions in a day is just, you know, mind boggling. So, you know, some decisions are, you know, do I hit snooze? Do I get up? What color socks do I wear? White or gray? You know, those kind of decisions. Mundane. And then there's some more important decisions like we might see in our day an opportunity to serve God, to share the gospel, and decide to act upon it. So there's all these different levels of, you know, decisions and how important they are and the consequences. And of course we know decisions have have consequences. Um, you know, the decision of wearing gray or white socks 
no consequence, probably. However, the consequences of making a bad choice, you know, a big decision versus a good choice on that decision, it can have, it can impact the rest of your life, you know, decisions. Um, I don't have it here, but I remember hearing at one point uh, some quote, uh, it was, you know, we are the product of the many decisions we've made in our life, you know. Which is true to a point. It, it, it's, we are who we are because of all the choices and decisions we've made in life. But Joshua here, he knew the consequences. of really the biggest decision we make as people. And he felt this urgent need at the end of his life to make sure that the people made that decision. And they saw the urgency, urgency in making it. And the next verse here. uh, Now therefore... Joshua says, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and and, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites. In whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, I see that, uh, I see these verses a lot on on the wall. You know, sometimes you can put a uh, scripture on your check that you write. It's a popular one. As for me and my house. But I want to focus on these verses here just for a minute this morning, uh, evening. Joshua knew, he knew that God created us to serve. And that true religion consists of serving, serving the Lord. And it's weird to think that, you know, that's such a fundamental aspect of who we are as Christians, but to the world that is foreign, you know, to be a servant. We talked to someone in the world about how we look for opportunities to serve others. And it is a kind of a foreign idea to many in the world. But we know and Joshua knew that, that um, we are created to serve. You know, David, talking to Solomon in Ecclesiastes, said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep His commands. For, for this is the whole duty of man. Paul knew it was his duty to serve. Romans 1.9 For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son. I mean, there's so many verses about service and serving because it's what we were created for. Hebrews 9.14 How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Purge that blood of Christ. How much more shall it purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? 
Hebrews 12, 20, uh, 12, 28. Wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may what? Serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Could go on forever on this. We'll stop with Romans 12 and 1 on serving. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Joshua knew that God created us to serve. And he knew what that meant. You know, what does service look like? What, what does it mean to really serve God? The worship of Him, the blessing of Him, the praising, adoring, extolling His name, praising Him, giving God the homage, the thanksgiving that He so ultimately deserves. And He also knew that, that service to Him included obeying His commandments. You know, in the Old Testament, there was a bunch of them. And they were strict. But he knew that the people had to make a choice. There's no middle ground. There's no wishy-washy. Kind of like Brother Kit said last Sunday um, in the lies that Satan presents to us. You're going to serve one or the other. Whether you decide to consciously or not. Romans 6 verse 16. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom ye obey whether of sin so if you obey sin you lead it leads unto death or of obedience unto righteousness service to God includes his moral uh, laws um, you know we are to love him love our neighbor Devote our souls, our spirits to, to glorify Him, to exercise faith, patience, humility, self-denial. You know, His Word contains the rules by which we live, by which we uh, conduct ourselves, and uh, the spirit that we are to have. Psalms is full of uh, verse, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. You are good and you do good. Teach me thy statutes. That is, you know, that's what Joshua wanted for his people. And he's talking to us today. Joshua also knew that, that we are responsible for our service. He knew that God doesn't force man into it, right? God wants us to love Him and obey Him and to be His children because we want to. That's what He wants. You know, the material part of the universe that He created, the gravity, uh, the physical laws of nature are bound to obey Him. But He created man different, right? We have... Um, intelligence 
rational brains, freedom of thought and decision making, freedom to decide, although not necessarily freedom from consequence. Um, God only wants the cheerful, the willing service that we choose to give to Him. And, and what could be more clear than the question posed um, by Joshua in these verses we're looking at? Choose you this day whom you will serve. There's only two choices. Whether you try to walk the line, um, live with one foot in the church and one foot in the world, God knows. We're not fooling anyone. And God, He commands that everyone decide for ourselves. And ultimately, it's a decision, as Brother Kit mentioned, between God and sin. God and the world. God and our, versus ourself. God versus uh, Satan. He calls on us each to decide and act. And there's certain decisions that were made through the gospel, you know, that you're just like, how did they decide that? You know, for on this side of history, it's, uh, it's right there in the Bible, you know. Whew, I'm glad some of my stuff wasn't in the Bible. You know what I mean? But theirs is. And we look at them like, I would never do that. Like Cain, okay? <clears throat> Cain made a poor decision despite a warning. You know, uh, Genesis 4, 7, you will be accepted if you do what is right as far as his sacrifice. Um, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin's crouching at the door eager to control you, but you must subdue it. And be its master. And we know right after that what happened. He, he killed his brother. And just as Joshua pleaded with the people to, uh, to make the right decision at this time as he's uh, nearing his deathbed, you know, for the sake of their security in God, Moses made the same plea just a few years before Deuteronomy 30, um, <clears throat> Moses, very similar to what Joshua was saying to the people, Moses says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses, and now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's NLT. It's a little easier to understand. But Joshua knew that everyone in his speech would have to give account of themselves to God. Romans, um, I guess I've missed that one, but Romans 14, 
11. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. So this decision that Joshua is referring to, it's, it's very personal. You know, it's something that only Dwayne can decide for himself. You know, I can't decide for him. And he can't decide for me. And it's, it's, it's personal for each one of us. But it's also universal in that we must all, we must all choose who we choose to follow. It doesn't matter. Rich, poor, young, old. Every soul will present themselves before God on that great day of judgment. And we know that uh, Joshua knew that God demands this decision to be made by each of us. Joshua, he urged the people, urged them, choose ye, choose ye. Acts 17 and 30, in the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. And this decision to choose who you follow, um, it always comes before you know, a religious course. It, it's a turning point, this decision. You know, you look at the prodigal son, it was a turning point. He, and when he came to himself, you know, all this time he'd been out riotous living, and and now he you know, he blew all of his money, and he's he's eating slop with the pigs, and it's like he just he realized that epiphany moment, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and, and then extra, and then I'm here dying with hunger? I'll go, I'll get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son, but can I be one of your servants? You know? It's a turning point for him. And of course we know how he was welcomed. Such a beautiful story of us and, and God. You know, we look at Saul. These, these decisions. Uh, turning point. Um, Acts 9 and 6. And he trembled. And he was astonished. said, Lord, you know, after persecuting all of these Christians. Uh, what do you want me to do? I mean, just totally threw himself out there. What? What do you want me to do? And I'll do it. And so, you know, the Lord told him what to do. Uh, Philip, a eunuch, very familiar with the story that uh, Philip came up to the eunuch, uh, opened his mouth, became at the same scripture he was studying, and he preached unto him Jesus. And they went on their way. They came into water. The eunuch said, look, well, look right here. There's water. Why don't I get baptized here? 
And Philip said, you know, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. They both went down the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Beautiful. Some decisions are more urgent than others. And, and Joshua here, just as Moses did a few years before, he's pointing the people, just as he's pointing us today, in the direction of the most important decision that any of us either have made or will make in our whole lives. The most important decision. You know, when Joshua was in his last hours on this earth, did he, did he uh, urge the people to choose? You know, I need you guys to make a decision, and you've got a day. You've got a day to decide. Think about it. Just think about it. You know what? It's a big decision. Take a week, a year. I mean, this is a big decision. <laughs> no! He said, choose you this day whom you will serve. This day. Do you believe or not? Who are you following? Who are you going to follow? And how often do we take tomorrow for granted? Luke 12, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take it easy. Let's eat and drink. Be merry. How often do I do this? I do this all, all the time. All the time. You know, you look at your, your Google calendar and you look at what you got lined up for the day. Appointments here and there. And, and what's going to be for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And... and uh, ah just got to make these appointments and and I'll be good. And then I go to bed knowing that I got a lot of stuff done. And before you know it, God wasn't anywhere in that whole day. That's I have a lot of days like that. And I want that to change. How often am I like this guy? You know, I'm, I, all I got to do is this, this, and this. And then the days tick by. You know, the calendars start, pages start turning. I'll be 42 this month. <laughs> I was just 20. What? You know? And I'm just like this guy. And at any point, but God said unto him, Thou fool. Putting your confidence in the things of this life. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose will those things be which thou hast provided? Choose you this day whom you will serve. And the almost persuaded is not going to work either. You know, uh, King Agrippa. And to you who are troubled 
rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not those who decided not to obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. So we can see the, the aftermath of not choosing to follow our Lord and Savior. It's right there, black and white. And just as Joshua urged the people to, you know, to decision, uh, the word convicts our hearts today and urges us to decision when we let it. I don't let it do that enough. But as Brother Dane said, let's keep let's keep this at the forefront. Keep them at the forefront. Quit letting things crowd us out. <clears throat> and sit at the feet of Joshua here for a minute. You know, just as we don't know the length of our lives here on this earth, neither do we know when uh, Jesus will be coming back. You know, uh, in NLT, it's a little easier. Matthew 24. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and he wouldn't permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Are we ready? So close us out. Um, I've witnessed a lot of death. You know, a lot of deaths as a hospice RN. A lot of deaths. I've only been doing this for, I don't know, a little over two and a half years. Time flies. But there's something about a family member you know, in their last hours that really gets the attention of the family, right? Especially if that dying person has something they want to share with the family, something they want to say, you know. And there's some, there's some gravity in that moment because the family understands they're almost gone. So whatever they, you know, they've called the family in, whatever they're going to say must be pretty important, right? And you can imagine the gravity of the moment here with Joshua. You know, what a great man. Leading all these people. Uh, and he calls in all the bigwigs, calls in all the people to give him this message on his deathbed. You know, this must be important. And what's his message? What's he urging the people to decide. Is it, uh, you know, y'all need to work more hours. Y'all need to make more money and build you a big old house. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Don't forget to feed the dog. <laughs> My will is in the second drawer, desk drawer on the right. And y'all don't squabble too much over my possessions when I'm gone. Shirley gets the car and 
My nephew gets the guitar. Okay, you know. No! He said, make sure you get what's yours in this life. Do more self-care. It's all about self-care. Get as many likes and followers as you can on Facebook and Instagram. And you too can one day be an influencer. It sounds stupid, right? It sounds silly. Uh, decide to wear the black socks. Especially the no-show ones if you're wearing shorts. Joshua knew the most important decision that these people and that we here tonight could make and he urged them to make it as soon as possible today. Just as God's word urges each one of us tonight. Do you believe? Have you decided to follow Jesus? If so, the, the word's clear. Repent. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. To rephrase the eunuch, we have water. What hinders you from being baptized? Or maybe you've already done so, you know? Long time ago. For me, it was 25 years. Ish. But we found ourselves slipping away from that you know that feeling we had that resolute decision that we when we got baptized and that feeling we had and uh, you know the years have gone by and we're letting things crowd us out and the urgency of being a follower of Christ has fallen by the wayside maybe that's where we're at it's not too late to decide again to repent of the time wasted, to devote ourselves wholly to Jesus, to His will, to His glory. And Joshua, Jesus, they're all urging us to not let another day go by with our soul in the balance. And the words of Joshua here again. Choose you this day who you will serve. And also, uh, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come forward while we sing this invitation. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.